Chapter 1 In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty. Darkness was on the surface of the deep, and God's Spirit was hovering over the surface of the waters. God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God saw the light, and saw that it was good. God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. There was evening, and there was morning the first day. God said, Let there be an expanse in the middle of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. God made the expanse, and divided the waters which were under the expanse from the waters which were above the expanse, and it was so. God called the expanse sky. There was evening, and there was morning a second day. God said, Let the waters under the sky be gathered together in one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters he called seas. God saw that it was good. God said, Let the earth yield grass, herbs yielding seeds, and fruit trees bearing fruit after their kind, and with their seeds in it on the earth. And it was so. The earth yielded grass, herbs yielding seed after their kind, and trees bearing fruit with their seeds in it after their kind. And God saw that it was good. There was evening, and there was morning a third day. God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the sky to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs to mark seasons, days, and years. And let them be for lights in the expanse of the sky to give light on the earth. And it was so. God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, and the lesser light to rule the night. He also made the stars. God set them in the expanse of the sky to give light to the earth, and to rule over the day and over the night, and to divide the light from the darkness. God saw that it was good. There was evening, and there was morning, a fourth day. God said, Let the waters abound with living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth in the open expanse of the sky. God created the large sea creatures and every living creature that moves, with which the waters swarmed after their kind, and every winged bird after its kind. God saw that it was good. God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let birds multiply on the earth. There was evening, and there was morning, a fifth day. God said, Let the earth produce living creatures after their kind, livestock, creeping things, and animals of the earth after their kind. And it was so. God made the animals of the earth after their kind, and the livestock after their kind, and everything that creeps on the ground after its kind. God saw that it was good. God said, Let's make man in our image, after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over the livestock, 
and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God created man in his own image. In God's image, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them. God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the sky, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. God said, Behold, I have given you every herb yielding seed, which is on the surface of all the earth, and every tree which bears fruit yielding seed. It will be your food. To every animal of the earth, and to every bird of the sky, and to everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life, I have given every green herb for food. And it was so. God saw everything he had made. And behold, it was very good. There was evening, and there was morning, a sixth day. Chapter 2 The heavens, the earth, and all their vast array were finished. On the seventh day, God finished his work which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because he rested in it from all his work of creation, which he had done. This is the history of the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created, in the day that Yahweh God made the earth and the heavens. No plant of the field was yet in the earth, and no herb of the field had yet sprung up, for Yahweh God had not caused it to rain on the earth. There was not a man to till the ground, but a mist went up from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. Yahweh God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Yahweh God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Out of the ground, Yahweh God made every tree to grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, including the tree of life in the middle of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. A river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from there it was parted and became the source of four rivers. The name of the first one is Pishon. It flows through the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold and the gold of that land is good. Bdellium and onyx stone are also there. The name of the second river is Gihon. It is the same river that flows through the whole land of Cush. The name of the third river is Hidakel. This is the one which flows in front of Assyria. The fourth river is the Euphrates. Yahweh God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to cultivate and keep it. Yahweh God commanded the man, saying, You may freely eat of every tree of the garden, but you shall not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For in the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. Yahweh God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Out of the ground Yahweh God formed every animal of the field and every bird of the sky and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. 
Whatever the man called every living creature became its name. The man gave names to all livestock and to the birds of the sky and to every animal of the field. But for man there was not found a helper comparable to him. Yahweh God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. As the man slept, he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. God made a woman from the rib which he had taken from the man and brought her to the man. The man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore a man will leave his father and his mother and will join with his wife and they will be one flesh. The man and his wife were both naked and they were not ashamed. Chapter 3 Now the serpent was more subtle than any animal of the field which Yahweh had made. He said to the woman, Has God really said, You shall not eat of any tree of the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees of the garden, but not the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden. God has said, You shall not eat of it. You shall not touch it, lest you die. The serpent said to the woman, You won't really die, for God knows that in the day you eat it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took some of its fruit and ate. Then she gave some to her husband with her, and he ate it too. Their eyes were opened, and they both knew that they were naked. They sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. They heard God's voice walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of God among the trees of the garden. Yahweh called to the man and said to him, Where are you? The man said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself. God said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, The woman, whom you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit from the tree and I ate it. God said to the woman, What have you done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me and I ate it. God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed above all livestock and above every animal of the field. You shall go on your belly, and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. I will put hostility between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He will bruise your head, and you will bruise his heel. To the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your pain in childbirth. You will bear children in pain. Your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. To Adam he said, Because you have listened to your wife's voice, and have eaten from the tree, about which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat of it. The ground is cursed for your sake. You will eat from it with much labor all the days of your life. It will yield thorns and thistles to you, and you will eat the herb of the field. 
You will eat bread by the sweat of your face until you return to the ground, for you were taken out of it. For you are dust, and you shall return to dust. The man called his wife Eve, because she would be the mother of all the living. God made garments of animal skins for Adam and his wife, and clothed them. Yahweh God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil. Now, lest he reach out his hand and also take of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore God sent him out from the garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. So he drove out the man and placed cherubim at the east of the garden of Eden and a flaming sword which turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. Chapter 4 the man knew Eve his wife. She conceived and gave birth to Cain and said, I have gotten a boy with God's help. Again she gave birth to Cain's brother Abel. Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. As time passed, Cain brought an offering to Yahweh from the fruit of the ground. Abel also brought some of the firstborn of his flock and of its fat. God respected Abel and his offering, but he didn't respect Cain and his offering. Cain was very angry, and the expression on his face fell. Yahweh said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why has the expression of your face fallen? If you do well, won't it be lifted up? If you don't do well, sin crouches at the door. Its desire is for you, but you are to rule over it. Cain said to Abel his brother, Let's go into the field. While they were in the field, Cain rose up against Abel his brother and killed him. God said to Cain, Where is Abel, your brother? He said, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? Yahweh said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries to me from the ground. Now you are cursed because of the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. From now on, when you till the ground, it won't yield its strength to you. You will be a fugitive and a wanderer in the earth. Cain said to Yahweh, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, you have driven me out today from the surface of the ground. I will be hidden from your face, and I will be a fugitive and a wanderer in the earth. Whoever finds me will kill me. Yahweh said to him, Therefore, whoever slays Cain, vengeance will be taken on him sevenfold. Yahweh appointed a sign for Cain, so that anyone finding him would not strike him. Cain left Yahweh's presence and lived in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Cain knew his wife. She conceived and gave birth to Enoch. He built a city and named the city after the name of his son, Enoch. Erad was born to Enoch. Erad became the father of Mehujiel. Mehujiel became the father of Methushiel. Methushiel became the father of Lamech. Lamech took two wives. The name of the first one was Ada and the name of the second one was Zillah. Ada gave birth to Jabal, who was the father of those who dwell in tents and have livestock. His brother's name was Jubal, 
who was the father of all who handled the harp and pipe. Zillah also gave birth to Tubal Cain, the forger of every cutting instrument of bronze and iron. Tubal Cain's sister was Nama. Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zillah, hear my voice. You wives of Lamech, listen to my speech, for I have slain a man for wounding me, a young man for bruising me. If Cain will be avenged seven times, truly, Lamech seventy-seven times. Adam knew his wife again. She gave birth to a son and named him Seth, saying, For God has given me another child instead of Abel, for Cain killed him. A son was also born to Seth, and he named him Enosh. At that time, men began to call on Yahweh's name. Chapter 5 This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man, he made him in God's likeness. He created them male and female and blessed them. On the day they were created, he named them Adam. Adam lived 130 years and became the father of a son in his own likeness, after his image, and named him Seth. The days of Adam after he became the father of Seth were 800 years, and he became the father of other sons and daughters. All the days that Adam lived were 930 years, then he died. Seth lived 105 years, then became the father of Enosh. Seth lived after he became the father of Enosh 807 years and became the father of other sons and daughters. All of the days of Seth were 912 years, then he died. Enosh lived after he became the father of Kenan 815 years and became the father of other sons and daughters. All of the days of Enosh were 905 years, and then he died. Kenan lived 70 years, then became the father of Mahalalel. Kenan lived after he became the father of Mahalalel. 840 years, and became the father of other sons and daughters. And all of the days of Kenan were 910 years. Then he died. Mahalalel lived 65 years, then became the father of Jared. Mahalalel lived after he became the father of Jared 830 years, and became the father of other sons and daughters. All of the days of Mahalalel were 895 years. Then he died. Jared lived 162 years, then became the father of Enoch. Jared lived after he became the father of Enoch 800 years and became the father of other sons and daughters. All of the days of Jared were 962 years. Then he died. Enoch lived 65 years, then became the father of Methuselah. After Methuselah's birth, Enoch walked with God for 300 years and became the father of more sons and daughters. All the days of Enoch were 365 years. Enoch walked with God and he was not found, for God took him. Methuselah lived 187 years, then became the father of Lamech. Methuselah lived after he became the father of Lamech, 782 years and became the father of other sons and daughters. All the days of Methuselah were 969 years. Then he died. 
Lamech lived 182 years, then became the father of a son. He named him Noah, saying, This one will comfort us in our work, and in the toil of our hands, caused by the ground which Yahweh has cursed. Lamech lived after he became the father of Noah 595 years, and became the father of other sons and daughters. All the days of Lamech were 777 years, then he died. Noah was 500 years old. Then Noah became the father of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Chapter 6 When men began to multiply on the surface of the ground, and daughters were born to them, God's sons saw that men's daughters were beautiful, and they took any that they wanted for themselves as wives. Yahweh said, My spirit will not strive with man forever, because he is also flesh, so his days will be 120 years. The Nephilim were in the earth in those days, and also after that, when God's sons came in to men's daughters and had children with them. Those were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. Yahweh saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of man's heart was continually only evil. Yahweh was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him in his heart. Yahweh said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the surface of the ground, man, along with animals, creeping things, and birds of the sky, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found favor in Yahweh's eyes. This is the history of the generations of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time. Noah walked with God. Noah became the father of three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. God saw the earth, and saw that it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. God said to Noah, I will bring an end to all flesh, for the earth is filled with violence through them. Behold. I will destroy them and the earth. Make a ship of gopher wood. You shall make rooms in the ship and shall seal it inside and outside with pitch. This is how you shall make it. The length of the ship shall be 300 cubits, its width 50 cubits, and its height 30 cubits. You shall make a roof in the ship and you shall finish it to a cubit upward. You shall set the door of the ship in its side you shall make it with lower, second, and third levels. I, even I, will bring the flood of waters on this earth to destroy all flesh having the breath of life from under the sky. Everything that is in the earth will die, but I will establish my covenant with you. You shall come into the ship, you, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you. Of every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ship, to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female, of the birds after their kind, of the livestock after their kind, of every creeping thing of the ground after its kind. Two of every sort will come to you, to keep them alive. 
take with you some of all food that is eaten, and gather it to yourself, and it will be for food for you and for them. Thus Noah did. He did all that God commanded him. Chapter 7 Yahweh said to Noah, Come with all your household into the ship, for I have seen your righteousness before me in this generation. You shall take seven pairs of every clean animal with you, the male and his female. Of the animals that are not clean, take two, the male and his female. Also of the birds of the sky, seven and seven, male and female, to keep seed alive on the surface of all the earth. In seven days I will cause it to rain on the earth for forty days and forty nights. I will destroy every living thing that I have made from the surface of the ground. Noah did everything that Yahweh commanded him. Noah was six hundred years old when the flood of waters came on the earth. Noah went into the ship with his sons, his wife, and his son's wives because of the flood waters. Clean animals, unclean animals, birds, and everything that creeps on the ground went by pairs to Noah into the ship, male and female, as God commanded. After the seven days, the flood waters came on the earth. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, on the 17th day of the month, on that day all the fountains of the great deep burst open and the sky's windows opened. It rained on the earth forty days and forty nights. In the same day Noah and Shem, Ham and Japheth, the sons of Noah, and Noah's wife and the three wives of his sons with them, entered into the ship. They and every animal after its kind, all the livestock after their kind, every creeping thing that creeps on the earth after its kind, and every bird after its kind, every bird of every sort. Pairs from all flesh of the breath of life in them went into the ship to Noah. Those who went in, went in male and female of all flesh, as God commanded him. Then Yahweh shut him in. The flood was forty days on the earth. The waters increased and lifted up the ship, and it was lifted up above the earth. The waters rose and increased greatly on the earth, and the ship floated on the surface of the waters. The waters rose very high on the earth. All the high mountains that were under the whole sky were covered. The waters rose fifteen cubits higher, and the mountains were covered. All flesh died that moved on the earth, including birds, livestock, animals, every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, and every man. All on the dry land in whose nostrils was the breath of the spirit of life died. Every living thing was destroyed that was on the surface of the ground, including man, livestock, creeping things, and birds of the sky. They were destroyed from the earth. Only Noah was left, and those who were with him in the ship. The waters flooded the earth 150 days. Chapter 8 God remembered Noah, all the animals and all the livestock that were with him in the ship, and God made a wind to pass over the earth. The waters subsided. The deep's fountains and the sky's windows were also stopped, and the rain from the sky was restrained. The waters continually receded from the earth. After the end of 150 days, the waters receded. The ship rested in the seventh month, 
on the seventeenth day of the month, on Ararat's mountains. The waters receded continually until the tenth month. In the tenth month, on the first day of the month, the tops of the mountains were visible. At the end of forty days, Noah opened the window of the ship which he made, and he sent out a raven. It went back and forth until the waters were dried up from the earth. He himself sent out a dove to see if the waters were abated from the surface of the ground, but the dove found no place to rest her foot, and she returned into the ship to him, for the waters were on the surface of the whole earth. He put out his hand, and took her, and brought her to him into the ship. He waited yet another seven days, and again he sent the dove out of the ship. The dove came back to him at evening, and behold, in her mouth was a freshly plucked olive leaf. So no one knew that the waters were abated from the earth. He waited yet another seven days, and sent out the dove, and she didn't return to him any more. In the six hundred first year, in the first month, the first day of the month, the waters were dried up from the earth. Noah removed the covering of the ship and looked. He saw that the surface of the ground was dry. In the second month, on the twenty-seventh day of the month, the earth was dry. God spoke to Noah, saying, Go out of the ship, you, your wife, your son, and your son's wives with you. Bring out every living thing that is with you of all flesh, including birds, livestock, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, that they may breed abundantly in the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. Noah went out with his sons, his wives, and his sons' wives with him. Every animal, every creeping thing, and every bird, whatever moves on the earth, after their families, went out of the ship. Noah built an altar to God, and took of every clean animal and to every clean bird, and offered burnt offerings on the altar. Yahweh smelled the pleasant aroma. Yahweh said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground any more for man's sake, because the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. I will never again strike every living thing as I have done. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night will not cease. Chapter 9 God blessed Noah and his sons, and said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, and replenish this earth. The fear of you and the dread of you will be on every animal of the earth, and on every bird of the sky. Everything that moves along the ground, and all the fish of the sea are delivered into your hand. Every moving thing that lives will be food for you. As I give you the green herb, I have given everything to you. But flesh with its life, that is, its blood, you shall not eat. I will surely require accounting for your life's blood. At the hand of every animal, I will require it. At the hand of man, even at the hand of every man's brother, I will require the life of man. Whoever sheds man's blood, his blood will be shed by man. For God made man in his own image. Be fruitful and multiply. Increase abundantly in the earth and multiply in it. God spoke to Noah and to his sons with him, saying, As for me, behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your offspring after you, 
and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the livestock, and every animal of the earth with you, of all that go out of the ship, even every animal of the earth, I will establish my covenant with you. All flesh will not be cut off any more by the waters of the flood. There will never again be a flood to destroy the earth. God said, This is the token of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I set my rainbow in the cloud, and it will be a sign of a covenant between me and the earth. When I bring a cloud over the earth, that the rainbow will be seen in the cloud. I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh, and the waters will no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. The rainbow will be in the cloud. I will look at it, that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. God said to Noah, This is the token of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. The sons of Noah who went out from the ship were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham is the father of Canaan. These three were the sons of Noah, and from these the whole earth was populated. Noah began to be a farmer and planted a vineyard. He drank of the wine and got drunk. He was uncovered within his tent. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers outside. Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it on both their shoulders, went in backwards and covered the nakedness of their father. Their faces were backwards and they didn't see their father's nakedness. Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his youngest son had done to him. He said, Canaan is cursed. He will be a servant of servants to his brothers. He said, Blessed be Yahweh, the God of Shem. Let Canaan be his servant. May God enlarge Japheth. Let him dwell in the tents of Shem. Let Canaan be his servant. Noah lived 350 years after the flood. All the days of Noah were 950 years, and then he died. Chapter 10 now this is the history of the generations of the sons of Noah, and of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Sons were born to them after the flood. The sons of Japheth were Gomar, Magog, Madai, Javan, Tubal, Meshech, and Tyrus. The sons of Gomar were Ashkenaz, Riphath, and Tugarmah. The sons of Javan were Elisha, Tarshish, Kidim, and Dodenim. Of these were the islands of the nations divided in their lands, everyone after his language, after their families, in their nations. The sons of Ham were Cush, Mizram, Put, and Canaan. The sons of Cush were Seba, Havila, Zapta, Rama, and Zapteca. The sons of Rama were Sheba and Dedan. Cush became the father of Nimrod. He began to be a mighty one in the earth. He was a mighty hunter before Yahweh. Therefore it is said, like Nimrod, a mighty hunter before Yahweh. The beginning of his kingdom was Babel, Erech, Akkad, and Kelna, in the land of Shinar. Out of that land he went into Assyria and built Nineveh, Rehoboth-ir, 
Kala, and Razin between Nineveh and the great city of Kala. Mesrim became the father of Ludim, Anamim, Lehibim, Naphtuhim, Pathrusim, Tasulahim, which from the Philistines descended from, and Kaphtorim. Canaan became the father of Sidon, his firstborn, Heth, the Jebusites, the Amorites, the Girgashites, the Hivites, the Archites, the Sinites, the Arvidites, the Zemorites, and the Hamathites. Afterward, the families of the Canaanites were spread abroad. The border of the Canaanites was from Sidon, as you go toward Gerar, to Gaza, as you go toward Sodom, Gomorrah, Adma, and Zeboam, to Lasha. These are the sons of Ham, after their families, according to their languages, in their lands, and in their nations. Children were also born to Shem, the elder brother of Japheth, the father of all the children of Ibir. The sons of Shem were Elam, Ashir, Arpachshad, Lud, and Aram. The sons of Aram were Uz, Hul, Gether, and Mash. Arpachshad became the father of Shelah. Shelah became the father of Ibir. To Ibir were born two sons. The name of the one was Peleg, for in his days the earth was divided. His brother's name was Joktan. Joktan became the father of Almodad, Shelef, Hazarmapheth, Jera, Hadoram, Uzal, Dikla, Obal, Obimiel, Sheba, Ophir, Havila, and Jobab. All these were the sons of Joktan. Their dwelling extended from Misha as you go towards Safar, the mountain of the east. These are the sons of Shem, by their families, according to their language, lands, and nations. These are the families of the sons of Noah, by their generations, according to their nations. The nations divided from these in the earth after the flood. Chapter 11 The whole earth was of one language and of one speech. As they traveled east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they lived there. They said to one another, Come, let's make bricks and burn them thoroughly. They had brick for stone, and they used tar for mortar. They said, Come, let's build ourselves a city, and a tower whose top reaches to the sky, and let's make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad on the surface of the whole earth. God came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men built. God said, Behold, they are one people, and they all have one language, and this is what they begin to do. Now nothing will be withheld from them which they intend to do. Come, let's go down and there confuse their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So Yahweh scattered them abroad from there on the surface of all the earth. They stopped building the city. Therefore, its name was called Babel, because there Yahweh confused the language of all the earth. From there Yahweh scattered them abroad on the surface of all the earth. This is the history of the generations of Shem. Shem was 100 years old when he became the father of Arpachshad, two years after the flood. Shem lived 500 years after he became the father of Arpachshad and became the father of more sons and daughters. 
Arpakshad lived 35 years and became the father of Shelah. Arpakshad lived 403 years after he became the father of Shelah and became the father of more sons and daughters. Shelah lived 30 years and became the father of Ibir. Shelah lived 403 years after he became the father of Ibir and became the father of more sons and daughters. Abir lived 34 years and became the father of Peleg. Abir lived 430 years after he became the father of Peleg and became the father of more sons and daughters. Peleg lived 30 years and became the father of Ru. Peleg lived 209 years after he became the father of Ru and became the father of more sons and daughters. Ru lived 32 years and became the father of Sirug. Ru lived 207 years after he became the father of Sirug and became the father of more sons and daughters. Sirug lived 30 years and became the father of Nahor. Sirug lived 200 years after he became the father of Nahor and became the father of more sons and daughters. Nahor lived 29 years and became the father of Terah. Nahor lived 119 years after he became the father of Terah and became the father of more sons and daughters. Terah lived 70 years and became the father of Abram, Nahor, and Haran. Now this is the history of the generations of Terah. Terah became the father of Abram, Nahor, and Haran. Haran became the father of Lot. Haran died in the land of his birth, in Ur of the Chaldees, while his father Terah was still alive. Abram and Nahor married wives. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai and the name of Nahor's wife was Milcah, the daughter of Haran, who was also the father of Iscah. Sarai was barren. She had no children. Terah took Abram, his son, Lot, the son of Haran, his son's son, and Sarai, his daughter-in-law, his son, Abram's wife. They went from Ur of the Chaldees to go into the land of Canaan. They came to Haran and lived there. The days of Terah were 205 years. Terah died in Haran. Chapter 12 Now Yahweh said to Abram, Leave your country and your relatives and your father's house and go to the land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. You will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who treats you with contempt. All the families of the earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went, as Yahweh had told him. Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Abram took Sarai his wife, Lot his brother's son, all their possessions they had gathered, and the people whom they had acquired in Haran. And they went into the land of Canaan. They entered into the land of Canaan. Abram passed through the land to the place of Shechem, to the Oak of Morah. At that time, Canaanites were in the land. Yahweh appeared to Abram and said, I will give this land to your offspring. He built an altar there to Yahweh, who had appeared to him. He left there to go to the mountain on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent having Bethel on the west and I on the east. There he built an altar to God and called on God's name. Abram traveled 
still going on toward the south. There was a famine in the land. Abram went down to Egypt to live as a foreigner there, for the famine was severe in the land. When he had come near to Egypt, he said to Sarai, his wife, See, now I know that you are a beautiful woman to look at. It will happen that when the Egyptians see you, they will say, This is his wife. They will kill me, but they will save you alive. Please say that you are my sister, that it may be well with you for your sake, and that my soul may live because of you. When Abram had come into Egypt, Egyptians saw that the woman was very beautiful. The princes of Pharaoh saw her and praised her to Pharaoh, and the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house. He dealt well with Abram for her sake. He had sheep, cattle, male donkeys, male servants, female servants, female donkeys, and camels. Yahweh afflicted Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abram's wife. Pharaoh called Abram and said, What is this that you have done to me? Why didn't you tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say, She is my sister, so that I took her to be my wife? Now therefore, see your wife, take her, and go your way. Pharaoh commanded men concerning him, and they escorted him away with his wife and all that he had. Chapter 13 Abram went up out of Egypt, he, his wife, and all that he had, and lot with him, into the south. Abram was very rich in livestock, in silver, and in gold. He went on his journeys from the south as far as Bethel, to the place where his tent had been at the beginning, between Bethel and Ai, to the place of the altar which he had made there at the first. There Abram called on Yahweh's name. Lot also, who went with Abram, had flocks, herds, and tents. The land was not able to bear them, that they might live together, for their possessions were so great that they couldn't live together. There was strife between the herdsmen of Abram's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. The Canaanites and the Perizzites lived in the land at that time. Abram said to Lot, Please, let there be no strife between you and me and between your herdsmen and my herdsmen, for we are relatives. Isn't the whole land before you? Please separate yourself from me. If you go to the left hand, then I will go to the right. Or if you go to the right hand, then I will go to the left. Lot lifted up his eyes and saw all the plain of the Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere, before God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, like the garden of Yahweh, like the land of Egypt as you go to Zoar. So Lot chose the plain of the Jordan for himself. He traveled east, and they separated themselves from one another. Abram lived in the land of Canaan, and Lot lived in the cities of the plain, and moved his tent as far as Sodom. Now the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinners against Yahweh. Yahweh said to Abram, after Lot was separated from him, Now, lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are, northward and southward and eastward and westward, for I will give you all the land which you see to you and to your offspring forever. I will make your offspring as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can count the dust of the earth, then your offspring may also be counted. Arise, 
Walk through the land in its length and its width, for I will give it to you. Abram moved his tent and came and lived by the oaks of Mamre, which are in Hebron, and built an altar there to Yahweh. Chapter 14 In the days of Amraphel, king of Shinar, Arioch, king of Elisar, Kedolaamar, king of Elam, and Tidal, king of Goem, they made war with Bera, king of Sodom, Bersha, king of Gomorrah, Shinab, king of Adma, Shemember, king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, also called Zoar. All these joined together in the valley of Siddim, also called the Salt Sea. They served Kido Leomar for twelve years, and in the thirteenth year they rebelled. In the fourteenth year, Kido Leomar and the kings who were with him came and struck the Rephaim and Ashtaroth Karnaim, the Zuzim and Ham, the Emim and Sheva Karayathayim, and the Horites in their Mount Seir to El Paran, which is by the wilderness. They returned and came to En Meshpat, also called Kadesh, and struck all the country of the Amalekites, and also the Amorites that lived in Hazazon Tamar, the king of Sodom, and the king of Gomorrah, the king of Adma, the king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, also called Zoar, went out, and they set out the battle in array against them in the valley of Siddim, against Kedolaamar, king of Elam, Tidal, king of Goem, Amraphel, king of Shinar, and Arach, king of Elisar, four kings against the five. Now the valley of Siddim was full of tar pits, and the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled, and some fell there. Those who remained fled to the hills. They took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their food, and went their way. They took Lot, Abram's brother's son, who lived in Sodom, and his goods, and departed. One who had escaped came and told Abram, the Hebrew. At that time, he lived by the oaks of Mamre, the Amorite, brother of Eshgal, and brother of Anir. They were allies of Abram. When Abram heard that his relative was taken captive, he let out his 318 trained men, born in his house, and pursued as far as Dan. He divided himself against them by night, he and his servants, and struck them, and pursued them to Hobah, which is on the left hand of Damascus. He brought back all the goods, and also brought back his relative Lot and his goods, and the women, and the other people. The king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Kedolaamar, and the kings who were with him, at the valley of Sheva, that is, the king's valley. Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out the bread and wine. He was priest of God Most High. He blessed them and said, Blessed be Abram of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. Blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. Abram gave him a tenth of all. The king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the people and take the goods for yourself. Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted my hand to Yahweh, God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take a thread, nor a sandal strap, nor anything that is yours, lest you say, 
I have made Abram rich. I will accept nothing from you that which the young men have eaten, and the portion of the men who went with me, and near Eshcol and Mamre. Let them take their portion. Chapter 15 After these things, Yahweh's word came to Abram in a vision, saying, Don't be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. Abram said, Lord, Yahweh, what will you give me since I go childless, and he who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus? Abram said, Behold, you have given no children to me, and behold, one born in my house is my heir. Behold, Yahweh's word came to him, saying, This man will not be your heir, but he who will come out of your own body will be your heir. Yahweh brought him outside and said, Look now toward the sky, and count the stars. If you are able to count them, he said to Abram, so your offspring will be. He believed in Yahweh, who credited it to him for righteousness. He said to Abram, I am Yahweh, who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldees, to give you this land to inherit it. He said, Lord Yahweh, how will I know that I will inherit it? He said to him, Bring me a heifer three years old, a female goat three years old, a ram three years old, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. He brought him all these things and divided them in the middle, and laid each half opposite the other. But he didn't divide the birds. The birds of prey came down on the carcasses, and Abram drove them away. When the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell on Abram. Now terror and great darkness fell on him. He said to Abram, Know for sure that your offspring will live as foreigners in a land that is not theirs, and will serve them. They will afflict them for four hundred years. I will also judge that nation whom they will serve. Afterward they will come out with great wealth. But you will go to your fathers in peace. You will be buried at a good old age. In the fourth generation they will come here again, for the iniquity of the Amorite is not yet full. It came to pass that, when the sun went down and it was dark, behold, a smoking furnace and a flaming torch passed between these pieces. In that day Yahweh made a covenant with Abram, saying, I have given this land to your offspring, for the river of Egypt to the great river, the river of Euphrates. The land of the Kenites, the Kenizzites, the Cadmonites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Rephaim, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. Chapter 16 Now Sarai, Abram's wife, bore him no children. She had a servant, an Egyptian woman, whose name was Hagar. Sarai said to Abram, See now, Yahweh has restrained me from bearing. Please go unto my servant. It may be that I will obtain children by her. Abram listened to the voice of Sarai. Sarai, Abram's wife, 
took Hagar, the Egyptian, her servant, after Abram had lived ten years in the land of Canaan, and gave her to Abram, her husband, to be his wife. He went into Hagar, and she conceived. When she saw that she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her eyes. Sarai said to Abram, This wrong is your fault. I gave my servant into your bosom, and when she saw that she had conceived, she despised me. May Yahweh judge between me and you. But Abram said to Sarai, Behold, your maid is in your hand. Do to her whatever is good in your eyes. Sarai dealt harshly with her, and she fled from her face. Yahweh's angel found her by a fountain of water in the wilderness, by the fountain on the way to Shur. He said, Hagar, Sarai's servant, where did you come from? Where are you going? She said, I am fleeing from the face of my mistress, Sarai. Yahweh's angel said to her, Return to your mistress, and submit yourself under her hands. Yahweh's angel said to her, I will greatly multiply your offspring, that they will not be counted for multitude. Yahweh's angel said to her, Behold, you are with child, and you will bear a son. You shall name his name Ishmael, because Yahweh has heard your affliction. He will be like a wild donkey among men. His hand will be against every man, and every man's hand against him. He will live opposed to all of his brothers. She called the name of Yahweh who spoke to her. You are a God who sees, for she said, Have I even stayed alive after seeing him? Therefore the well was called Bear Lahai Roy. Behold, it is between Kadesh and Bered. Hagar bore a son for Abram. Abram called the name of his son whom Hagar bore Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to Abram. Chapter 17 When Abram was 99 years old, Yahweh appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. Abram fell on his face. God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you. You will be the father of a multitude of nations. Your name will no more be called Abram, but your name will be Abraham, for I have made you the father of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you. Kings will come out of you. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant, to be a God to you and to your offspring after you. I will give to you and to your offspring after you the land where you are traveling, all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession. I will be their God. God said to Abraham, As for you, you shall keep my covenant, you and your offspring after you throughout their generations. This is my covenant, which you shall keep, between me and you and your offspring after you. 
every male among you shall be circumcised. You shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskin. It will be a token of the covenant between me and you. He who is eight days old shall be circumcised among you, every male throughout their generations. He who is born in the house or bought with money from any foreigner who is not of your offspring. He who is born in your house and he who is bought with your money must be circumcised. My covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. The uncircumcised male who is not circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin, that soul shall be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. God said to Abraham, As for Sarai your wife, you shall not call her name Sarai, but her name shall be Sarah. I will bless her, and moreover I will give you a son by her. Yes, I will bless her, and she will be a mother of nations. Kings of peoples will come from her. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, Will a child be born to him who is one hundred years old? Will Sarah, who is ninety years old, give birth? Abraham said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. God said, No, but Sarah, your wife, will bear you a son. You shall call his name Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant for his offspring after him. As for Ishmael, I have heard you. Behold, I have blessed him and will make him fruitful and will multiply him exceedingly. He will become the father of twelve princes, and I will make him a great nation. But I will establish my covenant with Isaac, whom Sarah will bear to you at this set time next year. When he finished talking with him, God went up from Abraham. Abraham took Ishmael, his son, all who were born in his house, and all who were bought with his money, every male among the men of Abraham's house, and circumcised the flesh of their foreskin in the same day as God had said to him. Abraham was ninety-nine years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. Ishmael, his son, was thirteen years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. In the same day, both Abraham and Ishmael, his son, were circumcised. All the men of his house, those born in the house, those bought with money from a foreigner, were circumcised with him. Chapter 18 Yahweh appeared to him by the oaks of Mamre as he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. He lifted up his eyes and looked and saw that three men stood near him. When he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself to the earth and said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in your sight, please don't go away from your servant. Now let a little water be fetched. Wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. I will get a piece of bread so that you can refresh your heart. After that, you may go your way, now that you have come to your servant. They said, Very well, do as you have said. Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah and said, 
quickly prepare three siyas of fine meal, knead it, and make cakes. Abraham ran to the herd and fetched a tender and good calf and gave it to the servant. He hurried to dress it. He took butter, milk, and the calf which he had dressed and set it before them. He stood by them under the tree and they ate. They asked him, Where is Sarah, your wife? He said, There, in the tent. He said, I will certainly return to you at about this time next year, and behold, Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Sarah heard in the tent door, which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age. Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I have grown old, will I have pleasure, my Lord, being old also? Yahweh said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Will I really bear a child when I am old? Is anything too hard for Yahweh? At the set time, I will return to you, when the season comes around, and Sarah will have a son. Then Sarah denied it, saying, I didn't laugh, for she was afraid. He said, No, but you did laugh. The men rose up from there and looked toward Sodom. Abraham went with them to see them on their way. God said, Will I hide from Abraham what I do, since Abraham will surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed in him? For I have known him to the end, that he may command his children and his household after him, that they may keep the way of Yahweh, to do righteousness and justice, to the end that Yahweh may bring on Abraham that which he has spoken of him. Yahweh said, Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous, I will go down now and see whether their deeds are as bad as the reports which have come to me. If not, I will know. The men turned from there and went toward Sodom, but Abraham stood before Yahweh. Abraham came near and said, Will you consume the righteous with the wicked? What if there are fifty righteous within the city? Will you consume and not spare the place for the fifty righteous who are in it? May it be far from you to do things like that, to kill the righteous with the wicked, so that the righteous should be like the wicked. May that be far from you. Shouldn't the judge of all the earth do right? Yahweh said, If I find in Sodom fifty righteous within the city, then I will spare the whole place for their sake. Abraham answered, See now, I have taken it on myself to speak to the Lord, although I am dust and ashes. What if there will lack five of the fifty righteous? Will you destroy all the city for lack of five? He said, I will not destroy it if I find forty-five there. He spoke to him yet again and said, What if there are forty found there? He said, I will not do it for the forty's sake. He said, Oh, don't let the Lord be angry, and I will speak. What if there are thirty found there? He said, I will not do it if I find thirty there. He said, See now, I have taken it on myself to speak to the Lord. What if there are twenty found there? He said, I will not destroy it for the twenty's sake. He said, Oh, don't let the Lord be angry, and I will speak just once more. What if ten are found there? He said, I will not destroy it for the ten's sake. 
Yahweh went his way as soon as he had finished communing with Abraham, and Abraham returned to his place. Chapter 19 The two angels came to Sodom at evening. Lot sat in the gate of Sodom. Lot saw them and rose up to meet them. He bowed himself with his face to the earth, and he said, See now, my lords, please come into your servant's house. Stay all night, wash your feet, and you can rise up early and go on your way. They said, No, but we will stay in the street all night. He urged them greatly, and they came in with him, and entered into his house. He made them a feast, and baked unleavened bread, and they ate. But before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, surrounded the house, both young and old, all the people from every quarter. They called to Lot and said to him, Where are the men who came into you this night? Bring them out to us, that we may have sex with them. Lot went out to them through the door and shut the door after himself. He said, Please, my brothers, don't act so wickedly. See now, I have two virgin daughters. Please let me bring them out to you, and you may do to them what sees good to you. Only don't do anything to these men, because they have come under the shadow of my roof. They said, Stand back. Then they said, This one fellow came in to live as a foreigner, and he points himself a judge. Now we will deal worse with you than with them. They pressed hard on the man lot and came near to break the door. But the men reached out their hand and brought Lot into the house to them and shut the door. They struck the men who were at the door of the house with blindness, both small and great, so that they wearied themselves to find the door. The men said to Lot, Do you have anybody else here? Sons-in-law, your sons, your daughters, and whomever you have in the city, bring them out of this place. For we will destroy this place because the outcry against them has grown so great before Yahweh that Yahweh has sent us to destroy it. Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law, who were pledged to marry his daughters, and said, Get up, get out of this place, for God will destroy the city. But he seemed to his sons-in-law to be joking. When the morning came, then the angels hurried Lot, saying, Get up. Take your wife and your two daughters who are here, lest you be consumed in the iniquity of the city. But he lingered, and the men grabbed his hand, his wife's hand, and his two daughters' hands, God being merciful to him. And they took him out and set him outside of the city. It came to pass, when that they had taken them out, that he said, Escape for your life. Don't look behind you, and don't stay anywhere in the plain. Escape to the mountains, lest you be consumed. Lot said to them, O not so, my lord. See now, your servant has found favor in your sight, and you have magnified your loving kindness, which you have shown to me in saving my life. I can't escape to the mountain, lest evil overtake me, and I die. See now, this city is near to flee to, and it is a little one. Oh, let me escape there. Isn't it a little one? And my soul will live. He said to them, Behold, 
I have granted your request concerning this thing also, that I will not overthrow the city of which you have spoken. Hurry, escape there, for I can't do anything until you get there. Therefore the name of the city was called Zoar. The sun had risen on the earth when Lot came to Zoar. Then Yahweh reigned on Sodom and on Gomorrah, sulfur and fire from God out of the sky. He overthrew those cities, all the plain, all the inhabitants of the cities, that which grew on the ground. But Lot's wife looked back from behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. Abraham went up early in the morning to the place where he had stood before Yahweh. He looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah, and toward all the land of the plain, and saw that the smoke of the land went up as the smoke of a furnace. When God destroyed the cities of the plain, God remembered Abraham, and sent Lot out of the middle of the overthrow, when he overthrew the cities in which Lot lived. Lot went up out of Zoar and lived in the mountain, and his two daughters with him, for he was afraid to live in Zoar. He lived in a cave with his two daughters. The firstborn said to the younger, Our father is old, and there is not a man in the earth to come into us in the way of all the earth. Come, let's make our father drink wine, and we will lie with him, that we may preserve our father's family line. They made their father drink wine that night, and the firstborn went in and laid with her father. He didn't know when she lay down, nor when she rose. It came to pass on the next day that the firstborn said to the younger, Behold, I lay last night with my father. Let's make him drink wine again tonight. You go in and lie with him that we may preserve our father's family line. They made their father drink wine that night also. The younger went in and laid with him. He didn't know when she lay down nor when she got up. Thus both of Lot's daughters were with child by their father. The firstborn bore a son and named him Moab. He is the father of the Moabites to this day. The younger also bore a son and called his name Ben-Ami. He is the father of the children of Ammon to this day. Chapter 20 Abraham traveled from there toward the land of the south and lived between Kadesh and Shur. He lived as a foreigner in Gerar. Abraham said about Sarah his wife, She is my sister. Abimelech king of Gerar sent and took Sarah. But God came to Abimelech in a dream of the night and said to him, Behold, you are a dead man, because of the woman whom you have taken, for she is a man's wife. Now Abimelech had not come near her. He said, Lord, Will you kill even a righteous nation? Didn't he tell me she is my sister? She, even she herself, said, He is my brother. I have done this thing in the integrity of my heart and the innocence of my hands. God said to him in a dream, Yes, I know that in the integrity of your heart you have done this, and I also withheld you from sinning against me. Therefore, I didn't allow you to touch her. Now, therefore, Restore the man's wife, for he is a prophet, and he will pray for you, and you will live. If you don't restore her, know for sure that you will die, you 
and all who are yours. Abimelech rose early in the morning and called all his servants and told all these things in their ear. The men were very scared. Then Abimelech called Abraham and said to him, What have you done to us? How have I sinned against you, that you have brought on me and my kingdom a great sin? You have done deeds to me that ought not to be done. Abimelech said to Abraham, What did you see, that you have done this thing? Abraham said, Because I thought, Surely the fear of God is not in this place. They will kill me for my wife's sake. Besides, she is indeed my sister, the daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mother, and she became my wife. When God caused me to wander from my father's house, I said to her, This is your kindness, which you shall show to me. Everywhere that we go, say of me, He is my brother. Abimelech took sheep and cattle, male servants and female servants, and gave them to Abraham, and restored Sarah, his wife, to him. Abimelech said, Behold, my land is before you. Dwell where it pleases you. To Sarah he said, Behold, I have given your brother a thousand pieces of silver. Behold, it is for you a covering of the eyes to all that are with you. In front of all you are vindicated. Abraham prayed to God. So God healed Abimelech, his wife, and his female servants, and they bore children. For Yahweh had closed up tight all the wombs of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. Chapter 21 Yahweh visited Sarah as he had said, and Yahweh did to Sarah as he had spoken. Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age at the set time of which God had spoken to him. Abraham called his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore to him, Isaac. Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, as God had commanded him. Abraham was one hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. Sarah said, God has made me laugh. Everyone who hears will laugh with me. She said, Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? For I have borne him a son in his old age. The child grew and was weaned. Abraham made a great feast on the day that Isaac was weaned. Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, whom she had borne to Abraham, mocking. Therefore she said to Abraham, Cast out this servant and her son, for the son of this servant will not be heir with my son Isaac. The thing was very grievous in Abraham's sight on account of his son. God said to Abraham, Don't let it be grievous in your sight because of that boy and because of your servant. In all that Sarah says to you, listen to her voice, for your offspring will be named through Isaac. I will also make a nation of the son of the servant, because he is your child. Abraham rose up early in the morning and took bread and a container of water and gave it to Hagar, putting it on her shoulder, and gave her the child and sent her away. She departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. The water in the container was spent, and she put the child under one of the shrubs. She went and sat down opposite him, a good way off, about a bow shot away 
for she said, Don't let me see the death of the child. She sat opposite him and lifted up her voice and wept. God heard the voice of the boy. The angel of God called to Hagar out of the sky and said to her, What troubles you, Hagar? Don't be afraid, for God has heard the voice of the boy where he is. Get up, lift up the boy, and hold him with your hand, for I will make him a great nation. God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water. She went, filled the container with water, and gave the boy a drink. God was with the boy, and he grew. He lived in the wilderness, and as he grew up, he became an archer. He lived in the wilderness of Paran. His mother got a wife for him out of the land of Egypt. At that time, Abimelech and Fickle, the captain of his army, spoke to Abraham, saying, God is with you in all that you do. Now, therefore, swear to me by God that you will not deal falsely with me, nor with my son, nor with my son's son. But according to the kindness that I have done to you, you shall do to me and to the land in which you have lived as a foreigner. Abraham said, I will swear. Abraham complained to Abimelech because of a water well, which Abimelech's servants had violently taken away. Abimelech said, I don't know who has done this thing. You didn't tell me, and I didn't hear of it until today. Abraham took sheep and cattle and gave them to Abimelech. Those two made a covenant. Abraham set seven ewe lambs of the flock by themselves. Abimelech said to Abraham, What do these seven ewe lambs, which you have set by themselves, mean? He said, You shall take these seven ewe lambs from my hand, that it may be a witness to me that I have dug this well. Therefore he called that place Beersheba, because they both swore an oath there. So they made a covenant at Beersheba. Abimelech rose up with Fickle, the captain of his army, and they returned into the land of the Philistines. Abraham planted a tamarisk tree in Beersheba, and there he called on the name of Yahweh, the everlasting God. Abraham lived as a foreigner in the land of the Philistines many days. Chapter 22 After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, he said, Here I am. He said, Now take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go into the land of Moriah. Offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains which I tell you of. Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey. He took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son. He split the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went to the place of which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place far off. Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. The boy and I will go over there. We will worship and come back to you. Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. He took in his hand the fire and the knife. They both went together. Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father. He said, Here I am, my son. He said, Here is the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? 
Abraham said, God will provide himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So they both went together. They came to the place which God had told him of. Abraham built the altar there and laid the wood in order, bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar, on the wood. Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to kill his son. Yahweh's angel called to him out of the sky and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. Don't lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked and saw that behind him was a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering instead of his son. Abraham called the name of that place, God will provide. As it is said to this day, on Yahweh's mountain, it will be provided. Yahweh's angel called to Abraham a second time out of the sky and said, I have sworn by myself, says Yahweh, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son that I will bless you greatly, and I will multiply your offspring greatly like the stars of the heavens and like the sand which is on the seashore. Your offspring will possess the gate of his enemies. All the nations of the earth will be blessed by your offspring because you have obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned to his young men, and they rose up and went together to Beersheba. Abraham lived at Beersheba, after these things, Abraham was told, Behold, Milcah, she also has borne children to your brother Nahor, Uz, his firstborn, Buz, his brother, Kemuel, the father of Aram, Kesed, Hazo, Pildash, Jidlaf, and Bethuel. Bethuel became the father of Rebekah. These eight Milcah bore to Nahor, Abraham's brother. His concubine, whose name was Ruma, also bore Teba, Geham, Tahash, and Maka. Chapter 23 Sarah lived 127 years. This was the length of Sarah's life. Sarah died in Kiriath Arba, also called Hebron, in the land of Canaan. Abraham came to mourn for Sarah and to weep for her. Abraham rose up from before his dead and spoke to the children of Heth, saying, I am a stranger and a foreigner living with you. Give me a possession of a burying place with you, that I may bury my dead out of my sight. The children of Heth answered Abraham, saying to him, Hear us, my lord. You are a prince of God among us. Bury your dead in the best of our tombs. None of us will withhold from you his tomb. Bury your dead. Abraham rose up and bowed himself to the people of the land, to the children of Heth. He talked with them, saying, If you agree that I should bury my dead out of my sight, hear me, and entreat for me to Ephron the son of Zohar, that he may sell me the cave of Machpelah, which he has which is in the end of his field. For the full price, let him sell it to me among you as a possession for a burial place. 
Now Ephron was sitting in the middle of the children of Heth. Ephron the Hittite answered Abraham in the hearing of the children of Heth, even of all who went in at the gate of his city, saying, No, my lord, hear me. I give you the field, and I give you the cave that's in it. In the presence of the children of my people, I give it to you. Bury your dead. Abraham bowed himself down before the people of the land. He spoke to Ephron in the audience of the people of the land, saying, But if you will, please hear me. I will give the price of the field. Take it from me, and I will bury my dead there. Ephron answered Abraham, saying to him, My lord, listen to me. What is a piece of land worth four hundred shekels of silver between me and you? Therefore bury your dead. Abraham listened to Ephron. Abraham weighed to Ephron the silver which he had named in the hearing of the children of Heth, four hundred shekels of silver, according to the current merchant's standard. So the field of Ephron, which was in Machpelah, which was before Mamre, the field, the cave which was in it, and all the trees that were in the field, that were in all of its borders, were deeded to Abraham for possession in the presence of the children of Heth before all who went in at the gate of his city. After this, Abraham buried Sarah his wife in the cave of the field of Machpelah before Mamre, that is Hebron, in the land of Canaan. The field and the cave that is in it were deeded to Abraham by the children of Heth as a possession for a burial place. Chapter 24 Abraham was old and well advanced in age. Yahweh had blessed Abraham in all things. Abraham said to his servant, the elder of his house, who ruled over all that he had, Please put your hand under my thigh. I will make you swear by Yahweh, the God of heaven and the God of the earth, that you shall not take a wife for my son of the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I live. But you shall go to my country and to my relatives and take a wife for my son Isaac. The servant said to him, What if the woman isn't willing to follow me to this land? Must I bring your son again to the land you came from? Abraham said to him, Beware that you don't bring my son there ever again. Yahweh, the God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my birth, who spoke to me and who swore to me, saying, I will give this land to your offspring. He will send his angel before you, and you shall take a wife for my son from there. If the woman isn't willing to follow you, then you shall be clear from this oath to me. Only you shall not bring my son there again. The servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham his master, and swore to him concerning this matter. The servant took ten of his master's camels and departed, having a variety of good things of his masters with him. He arose and went to Mesopotamia, to the city of Nahor. He made the camels kneel down outside the city by the well of water at the time of evening, the time that women go out to draw water. He said, Yahweh, the God of my master Abraham, please give me success today and show kindness to my master Abraham. Behold, I am standing by the spring of water. The daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. Let it happen that the young lady to whom I will say, 
Please let down your pitcher that I may drink. Then she says, Drink, and I will also give your camels a drink. Let her be the one you have appointed for your servant Isaac. By this I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. Before he had finished speaking, behold, Rebekah came out, who was born to Bethuel, the son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, with her pitcher on her shoulder. The young lady was very beautiful to look at, a virgin. No man had known her. She went down to the spring, filled her pitcher, and came up. The servant ran to meet her and said, Please give me a drink, a little water from your pitcher. She said, Drink, my lord. She hurried and let down her pitcher on her hand and gave him a drink. When she had finished giving him a drink, she said, I will also draw for your camels until they have finished drinking. She hurried and emptied her pitcher into the trough and ran again to the well to draw and drew for all his camels. The man looked steadfastly at her, remaining silent, to know whether Yahweh had made his journey prosperous or not. As the camels had done drinking, the man took a golden ring of half a shekel weight and two bracelets for her hands of ten shekels weight of gold, and said, Whose daughter are you? Please tell me, is there room in your father's house for us to stay? She said to him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, whom she bore to Nahor. She said moreover to him, We have both straw and feed enough and room to lodge in. The man bowed his head and worshipped Yahweh. He said, Blessed be Yahweh, the God of my master Abraham, who has not forsaken his love kindness and his truth toward my master. As for me, Yahweh has led me on the way to the house of my master's relatives. The young lady ran and told her mother's house about these words. Rebekah had a brother, and his name was Laban. Laban ran out to the man to the spring. When he saw the ring and the bracelets on his sister's hands, and when he heard the words of Rebekah, his sister, saying, This is what the man said to me. He came to the man. Behold, he was standing by the camels at the spring. He said, Come in, you blessed of Yahweh. Why do you stand outside? For I have prepared the house and the room for the camels. The man came into the house, and he unloaded the camels. He gave straw and feed for the camels, and water to wash his feet, and the feet of the men who were with him. Food was set before him to eat, but he said, I will not eat until I have told my message. Laban said, Speak on. He said, I am Abraham's servant. Yahweh has blessed my master greatly. He has become great. Yahweh has given him flocks and herds, silver and gold, male servants and female servants, and camels and donkeys. Sarah, my master's wife, bore a son to my master when she was old. He has given all that he has to him. My master made me swear, saying, You shall not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites in whose land I live. But you shall go to my father's house and to my relatives and take a wife for my son. I asked my master, What if the woman will not follow me? He said to me, God, before whom I walk, will send his angel with you and prosper your way. You shall take a wife for my son from my relatives and of my father's house. 
then you will be clear from my oath. When you come to my relatives, if they don't hear to you, you shall be clear from my oath. I came today to the spring and said, Yahweh, the God of my master Abraham, if now you do prosper my way which I go, behold, I am standing by this spring of water. Let it happen that the maiden who comes out to draw, to whom I will say, Please give me a little water from your pitcher to drink. Then she tells me, Drink, and I will also draw for your camels. Let her be the woman whom Yahweh has appointed for my master's son. Before I had finished speaking in my heart, behold, Rebekah came out with her pitcher on her shoulder. She went down to the spring and drew. I said to her, Please let me drink. She hurried and let her pitcher from her shoulder and said, Drink, and I will also give your camels a drink. So I drank, and she also gave the camels a drink. I asked her and said, Whose daughter are you? She said, The daughter of Bethuel, Nahor's son, whom Milcah bore to him. I put the ring on her nose and the bracelets on her hands. I bowed my head and worshipped Yahweh, and blessed Yahweh, the God of my master Abraham, who had led me in the right way to take my master's brother's daughter for his son. Now, if you will deal kindly and truly with my master, tell me. If not, tell me, that I may turn to the right hand or to the left. Then Laban and Bethuel answered, The thing proceeds from Yahweh. We can't speak to you bad or good. Behold, Rebekah is before you. Take her and go, and let her be your master's son's wife, as Yahweh has spoken. When Abraham's servant heard their words, he bowed himself down to the earth to Yahweh. The servant brought out jewels of silver and jewels of gold and clothing and gave them to Rebekah. He also gave precious things to her brother and her mother. They ate and drank, he and the men who were with him, and stayed all night. They rose up in the morning, and he said, Send me away to my master. Her brother and her mother said, Let the young lady stay with us a few days, at least ten. After that she will go. He said to them, Don't hinder me, since Yahweh has prospered my way. Send me away that I may go to my master. They said, We will call the young lady and ask her. They called Rebekah and said to her, Will you go with this man? She said, I will go. They sent away Rebekah, their sister, with her nurse, Abraham's servant, and his men. They blessed Rebekah and said to her, Our sister, may you be the mother of thousands, of ten thousands, and let your offspring possess the gate of those who hate them. Rebekah arose with her ladies. They rode on the camels and followed the men. The servant took Rebekah and went his way. Isaac came from the way of Beer Lahai Roy, for he lived in the land of the south. Isaac went out to meditate in the field at the evening. He lifted up his eyes and looked. Behold, there were camels coming. Rebekah lifted up her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she got off the camel. She said to the servant, Who is the man who is walking in the field to meet us? The servant said, It is my master. She took her veil and covered herself. The servant told Isaac all the things that he had done. Isaac brought her into his mother Sarah's tent. 
and took Rebecca, and she became his wife. He loved her, so Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. Chapter 25 Abraham took another wife, and her name was Keturah. She bore him Zimran, Jokshan, Midan, Midian, Ishbak, and Shua. Jokshan became the father of Sheba and Dedan. The sons of Dedan were Asherim, Ledushim, and Lumimim. The sons of Midian were Ephah, Ephir, Hanok, Abida, and Eldah. All these were the children of Keturah. Abraham gave all that he had to Isaac, but Abraham gave gifts to the sons of Abraham's concubines. While he still lived, he sent them away from Isaac his son, eastward to the east country. These are the days of the years of Abraham's life which he lived. 175 years, Abraham gave up his spirit and died at a good old age, an old man and full of years, and was gathered to his people. Isaac and Ishmael, his sons, buried him in the cave of Machpelah, in the field of Ephron, the son of Zoar the Hittite, which is near Mamre, the field which Abraham purchased from the children of Heth. Abraham was buried there with Sarah, his wife. After the death of Abraham, God blessed Isaac, his son. Isaac lived by Beer Lahai Roy. Now this is the history of the generations of Ishmael, Abraham's son, whom Hagar the Egyptian, Sarah's servant, bore to Abraham. These are the names of the sons of Ishmael by their names, according to the order of their birth. The firstborn of Ishmael, Nebaioth, then Kedar, Edbeel, Mibsam, Mishma, Duma, Masa, Hadad, Tima, Jatur, Nefish, and Kedima. These are the sons of Ishmael, and these are their names by their villages and their encampments, twelve princes according to their nations. These are the years of the life of Ishmael, 137 years. He gave up his spirit and died and was gathered to his people. They lived from Havilah to Shur, that is before Egypt. As you go toward Assyria, he lived opposite all his relatives. This is the history of the generations of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham became the father of Isaac. Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah, the daughter of Bethuel, the Syrian of Padan Aram, the sister of Laban, the Syrian, to be his wife. Isaac entreated Yahweh for his wife because she was barren. Yahweh was entreated by him and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. The children struggled together within her, she said, If it is like this, why do I live? She went to inquire of Yahweh. Yahweh said to her, Two nations are in your womb. Two peoples will be separated from your body. The one people will be stronger than the other people. The elder will serve the younger. When her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in her womb. The first came out red all over like a hairy garment. They named him Esau. After that, his brother came out, and his hand held on to Esau's heel. He was named Jacob. Isaac was sixty years old when she bore them. The boys grew. 
Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field. Jacob was a quiet man living in tents. Now Isaac loved Esau because he ate his venison. Rebekah loved Jacob. Jacob boiled stew. Esau came in from the field and he was famished. Esau said to Jacob, Please feed me with some of that red stew, for I am famished. Therefore his name was called Edom. Jacob said, First, sell me your birthright. Esau said, Behold, I am about to die. What good is the birthright to me? Jacob said, Swear to me first. He swore to him. He sold his birthright to Jacob. Jacob gave Esau bread and lentil stew. He ate and drank, rose up and went his way. So Esau despised his birthright.